Hi, bringing on to you one of the greatest kickers to ever kick in the National Football League, a guy who holds the Jacksonville Jaguars record for 20 consecutive field goals. Think about that. In this day and age, 20 consecutive field goals. As a matter of fact, in his best year, now correct me if I'm wrong on this one, Scoles, you you were 92% at one year. You At a year, you went 92% on field goals. I think that I, I did that. Cool. Yeah, I did that a couple yeah. times, but you know, it's it's hard to make one field goal, let alone twenty in a row. <laughs> yeah, especially when they're over fifty yards, because that was another statistic I dug out on you. You had some like unbelievable, like over fifty yard field goals. It was like just crushing them. Well, I mean, as you know, Coach, uh, my leg was was pretty strong back in the day. It's it's not anymore. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I like to kick the ball far. Uh, I mean, chicks dig the long ball. So, you know, you, you want to try and kick it as far as you can. So, you know, anytime they give me that, that field goal, you know, head coach goes field goal and it's over 50 yards, you just get pumped up. Hey, I want – fans – Take an opportunity to send a tweet in and communicate with this dude because he is one of the all-time greats. And I'm going to tell a story on you. I, you probably don't even remember this, right? I probably don't. Yeah, I had come, I, I had come to Louisiana Tech, and the first game we play your senior year is against Miami in Shreveport, right? Oh, I in remember. the Independence yeah. Bowl stadium. And you said to me before the game, you said, I'm going to crush it today, right? Yeah. And we scored. I can't remember if we scored earlier or if we kicked off, but you put the freaking thing like four rows deep in the stands, in the out of the back of the end zone. Like, it was, it was unbelievable. I don't. The ball looked like it had helium in it when you hit it, right? And yeah, I remember because uh, you were younger, yeah. you were younger and an excitable boy in those days. And you came off the <laughs> sideline and you told me, you know, and then that was a really fun game because, Maybe. you know, being the first game of the season and we're playing, you know, the, the nationally televised game against Miami and, you know, you Who was national the champions year before. Yeah. So, you know, we were pumped up. We were excited to play that game. And I felt like, you know, pregame, I could kick the ball as far as I wanted to. It's like one of those one of those rare days where everything just kind of falls together and you feel like you can swing as hard as you want and the ball's going to go wherever you want. And unfortunately, we got beat by about 40 points, but uh, I had a game, you know, oh, I dropped the phone. I had a game that put me on the map uh, and and led to, you know, a decent senior season and, and led to the NFL. You know, and the, the play I'm going to tell you about or the, see if you remember was we scored late in the game, right? And obviously the, we weren't going to onside kick because, like you say, we were down by about 30, I think, at the time. Yeah. But Miami comes out to return the kickoff, and they changed. I think they had Clinton Portis returning kickoffs, if I remember correctly. And it they, was they uh, Devin Nestor. Now, I, that was the last one. And you said to me the same thing. He goes, watch this one. And you hit it, Scope. <laughs> and you, you hit a line drive that, that I swear didn't get over six feet off the ground the whole way. <laughs> and it hit, it hit him right in the chest. 
And then he <laughs> it went it went back as fast as it went down. I mean, he was yeah. so freaking fast. And you knocked him out of bounds and saved the touchdown, right? You tackled <laughs> him out of bounds and saved. Do you yeah. remember that? I remember but I that, just remember, yeah. I just remember thinking, who in the hell is that kid? And then you know, <laughs> as history would he would he would do that to a lot of guys in his career. But that was crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Tell me about best. what. Tell me about your your jump from college to the pros. You get well, drafted I mean, in the fifth round. Yeah, drafted in the fifth round. Uh, obviously, you were my special teams coach my senior year, and you were the most laid-back special teams coach I had ever had, uh, which really helped me out because the previous three that I had were uh, pretty uptight. And so you you just let me do my thing. So it, it was kind of nice, like a good transition going from the NFL or from college to the NFL and I got drafted in the fifth round to Jacksonville, which ended up being a really good place for me because I, you know, I love Jacksonville. This is my home now. Um, I, I got to play 11 years here in Jacksonville. I love Florida. I love the sun. I love, I love golf. Uh, so it's a great place for me to be. And, uh, you know, just transitioning from Louisiana Tech very small town, which is probably about the size of the golf community I live in now, uh, to Jacksonville. It, it was a big step, but it was a whole lot better than going to, you know, New York or a big city for me because, you know, I'm a Southern kid uh, that went to high school in Texas, uh, college in a small town in Louisiana, and then I didn't have to transition to a big city Um in terms of a big city life. And it helped me really uh, transition well and do well in the NFL. Now, how many, how many head coaches did you play for in the national football league? How many different so guys? So I had Jack Del Rio for nine years and then or eight or nine years. And then we had Mike Malarkey for one year and then Gus Bradley. So I had three head coaches. Okay. And then you went to Pittsburgh and had, did you have Mike when you were in Pittsburgh? Yeah. Mike Tomlin was there and a uh, great dude, even though I was not there for very long. Um, yeah. I, I enjoyed being uh, an athlete playing for him. What, what, what were the differences with those guys, particularly as, as they viewed the kicking game and kickers and all that other, you know, cause kickers sometimes can be, that's a, that's a tough existence. Yeah. That's, that's a good way to put it. Tough, tough existence. Uh, you know, there, it just depends on the coach and what their background is. Uh, luckily, Jack Del Rio was really good with kickers. He knew how to how to talk to us and how to not talk to us because, you know, after you miss a field goal and you're walking off the field as a kicker, you you probably don't want someone or too many people yelling things at you and saying things, you know, asking you why didn't you make it, that type of thing. He was really good about that. So luckily I got to have him for the majority of my career. Um, and he did a great job of just letting me do my thing. And obviously, you know, there were times that, that he would yell at me and that's fine. I mean, every, every kicker, punter, snapper, returner, any specialist needs someone to yell at him from time to time to, you know, to motivate him. Uh, but he did a great job with that. And then uh, I had Mark, Mike Malarkey for one year and he wasn't as good uh, as Del Rio was in terms of that. Uh, 
He liked to talk to you every single time going onto the field, coming off the field. If you missed the field goal, if you made the field goal and he and I didn't really see eye to eye on, on those certain uh, things, but you know, that was, that was just the way he was. And then uh, Gus Bradley uh, for the last two or three years of my career was the head coach or let's see, 13, 14. So uh, two years of my career. Um, and he was, he's, I mean, a very motivated guy, high energy. So it didn't matter if I made it or missed it. I'm running off the field and he's like, good try. I'm like, well, I missed it. It wasn't a good try. So, you know, he, he was, he was good about that, but I, I really appreciated uh, Del Rio for how he acted towards specialists um, because, you know, we're, sometimes we're, we're a little bit more sensitive <laughs> than say a linebacker or a lineman. You know, if you're running off the field, you don't want to slap them on the head, you know, slap them on the button and, and tell them good job or bad job. Uh, but he was really good about just kind of staying out of our way and letting us do our thing. And, um, I, you know, I've seen guys, head coaches over the years, when a kicker misses a kick and they're, they're running off the field and they're, you know, they're yelling at them, you know, telling them negative things. But I never really had a coach that was that was really bad about that. And that's a good thing. Hey, I got a question here from a uh, 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 listener on the island of Kauai. Who oh, wow. Actually, this guy has a this guy's got a master's degree in sports uh, psychology. And I need, it's, it's a sports psychology question. He says, what did you do to focus prior to the kick? What was your focus routine to get yourself ready to kick? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it really doesn't change that much kick to kick, week to week. Uh, it's really trying to focus on the things that you control. And I, that's, you know, really a cliche thing to say. But the things you can control as a kicker are your tempo, the steps you take, whether it's your approach, three steps back, two over, the things you think about. So my mentality going into a kick was trying to visualize it going through the middle every single time and being able to judge the wind, judge uh, the grass, you know, going through everything that I did in pregame and trusting that that is going to work out. But at the same time, being able to adapt to if I think the wind is going to change and then go from there. And trusting my process and mainly just telling myself to focus and swing smooth because I, I always always had a strong leg so I knew if I swing smooth then I'm going to make good contact and the ball should go in okay now that's interesting because you said focus on my process right which I'm with you yeah now in like for example a place like Pittsburgh where that stadium the wind I mean that's a tomb I mean it's got kickers tombstones all over it, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a hard I'm, yeah, place. I'm, to I'm kick. one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a hard, that's a hard place to kick. When you're in Jacksonville and you got that beautiful Bermuda grass, and you know, it's it's. You, does your process change stadium to stadium to stadium? No, absolutely. I mean, you you have to take into factor everything. Uh, wind is the number one factor when it comes to kicking, and whenever you're inside. Uh, in any type of dome where it's artificial grass and there's no wind, then, you know, you don't have to worry about two of the main factors, which is wind and which is the surface, uh, the grass. So if you're in Jacksonville, the grass is typically always going to be pretty good. Uh, it can get windy here and, you know, the stadium is, 
it, it can swirl at times, but it's not going to be like Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Chicago, those type of Northeast stadiums that are tough to kick in. So you have to take into factor, number one, the wind, and then number two, the surface on the ground, and then number three, your how you're trying to contact the ball. And so if you contact the ball in the sweet spot, you're going to give it a much better chance to go through. All right. Glenner7 is a listener in the U.K., so, Josh, if you could have any kickback, college or NFL, what would it be and why? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, any kickback. I mean, there's a lot of kicks I would love to have back. Whether it were a long kick, a short kick, a game-winning kick, it would probably be the last kick of my career. Because who knows? Really? if I had actually played more after that last kick of my career. It was in Pittsburgh. It was 41-yarder right down the middle, and I missed it just left. And, you know, if I could go back to that kick and make it, who knows? Maybe I had played a few more years and enjoyed football a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, I would say that one. And that was in 2015. Uh <laughs> That's obviously a good question. I got one for you here now. This one's a little PG, and it comes from Big Shows. He says, this this guy's got to know you. Scopes, any regrets about not live streaming the vasectomy? <laughs> Only one chance. <laughs> <laughs> that, listen, Coach, if you don't know about that, that's pretty funny. So I don't. I, I don't. I'm, I'm pretty ignorant. Okay, so, get, tell me the story then. So, you know, I'm married. I got two kids. My wife, you know, said, hey, it's time. We're done having kids. It's time for you to go get snipped. Uh, so I went and did that. And I decided I was going to live tweet it. And, you know, not no video by any means, but just talk about it and get, you know, questions and, and answers from, from the doctor the whole time. And I mean, you know, everything went well. It was it was fine. It was a little awkward as any vasectomy is going to go. Um, the only problem was the vasectomy didn't work. Um, what? So a few months later, you have to go in and get checked to make sure that it worked. And it didn't work. So I have to go get another vasectomy. What do you got, what do you got going on? No wonder. I got muscles. That's what's going on. I got... <laughs> Oh, my wife's still bugging me. She's like, you got to go get the second one. It's been like a year and a half. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I got to go get another one. So A second one? I, I tell you what, you must love your wife if you're going through that two times in a row. I'm well, if you, you like getting kicked in the hey, balls uh, once, then uh, you're going to like getting kicked exactly, in the balls twice. So That's exactly right. Hey, Fred Flunk, who's a uh, loyal listener from the Emerald Ireland, Emerald Isle, Ireland all right? Easy for me to say. Josh, what's the longest field goal you've kicked in full pads in practice? 77 yards. Get out of here. Where was this? Yeah. Uh, well, I did it once at Tech. Uh, you were there. You might not have seen it, but it was probably just messing around. But I did it in the NFL one time, too. Uh, just I can remember you. I, I can remember you going back like and whacking one one time. You were just – Friggin' around at practice, and I and I knew it was on the other side of the fifty, but I didn't know it was that far on the other side yeah. of the fifty. My my goal was to always you try to make one from like where we would kick off, 
And so once I got to the 75 yard mark, I'm like, all right, we'll just keep going back. And obviously, I mean, you, you need to have a lot of wind helping and you need to have a really good ball that you're kicking and then obviously crush it. Uh, but yeah, 77, I made it a couple times. You, you know what was really cool? Um, and it's a drill that I still use with kicker, with the kickers today was we used to go down on the sideline and then we'd walk down the sideline, start at the 20 and walk down the sideline and get to, I think, I swear to God, I saw you kick one. Now it was with a T, right? With your yeah. tripod because, yeah. you know, it's what you're doing while everybody else. But I remember we were working that and you can't, and Josh, I don't think you were two yards off the, off the end line and that ball I don't know how you drew it back in between the goalposts, but I think we had a bet on that. As a matter, as a matter of fact, now as I'm starting, I don't know if I ever paid it, but I, I know we had a bet on it. But yeah, probably not. What did you have? What What were some of the other things that you did, like stuff that you, regardless of what the program they gave you was, you knew you were going to work on things because because my my when I was with you, my whole thing was you know yourself a hell of a lot better than me, and I'm the last thing I want to do is mess around with somebody's golf swing. You know what I mean? Yeah. When, when you, what, what was your kind of the go-tos that you, that you knew you needed to work on all the time? Oh, for me, I mean, like we're talking about, I mean, I always had a strong leg, so I knew that I needed to work, to work on accuracy. So that drill that you're talking about going down the inline, you know, starting right in line with the goalpost and just working one yard, two yards, three yards away and making that goalpost as narrow as possible, uh, whether that's in practice or pregame, um, just kind of narrowing your focus. It, I mean, the smaller that you make the target leading up to the game, the easier it's going to be to make it in the game. Um, and the same time, you can get a gauge for the wind because if you're kicking from the side, you're going to get a feel for if the wind is coming in off the left and then the other side, wind coming in off the right. So that was one that I like to do in pregame just to kind of get a feel for like how straight I was starting the ball out that day and then how much the wind was going to move it left or right. And that was something I did on game day. And the one, you know, big thing I can tell kickers um, in terms of your mentality, um, it's trying to separate the difference between practicing and actual game day. Um, in practice, you're working on things. You're, you're trying to figure out how to do it. And on game day, it's figuring out where to kick it. So when you get out on the field, you're not thinking about how to do it. You're thinking about where to kick it. So when you get out there, you take your three steps back, you line up, you say, I'm going to kick it there. You don't ask yourself how to do it. You say, this is where it's going. And you can give yourself a much better chance if you're not guessing how to do it. I got another question here, and this this comes uh, UK listener City Boy One Hundred says, "Which kick did you have the most pressure under? Which, which which kick did you feel the most pressure to go out there and did you have one that was a walk off deal or this is to go to the playoffs or?" Yeah, we had. I mean, the the one the, the annoying kicks that I hear you know announcers talk about are those like quote unquote chip shots. When they talk about chip shots, there ain't none of those. There are no chip shots. I don't care. You know, if it's if it's under 30 yards, I guess you could consider it a chip shot. But we had one. Um, 
I think it was my fourth year in the NFL. We were at Pittsburgh, and it was a 25-yarder to, to move on in the playoffs. And we were down, so we weren't tied. We were actually losing the game. So if I miss a 25-yarder, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be playing there the next year. And if I make it, it's like, oh, great kick. But, I mean, it's not like it was a hard kick, but I still felt like there was pressure there because the footing was bad. It, it wasn't an easy kick, but it was. So I, I just tried to not to make too much out of it and, and drilled it, and we moved on in the playoffs. Okay, now, before we go to the next question, our last question, I want to ask you that very thing. How do you not make something? I mean, obviously, they ice you. They take the time out. You know the situation, right? How do you step out of the huddle and, and just get in your own head that it's just another kick? Well, you, you honestly have to have that mentality before you run out on the field that, that you want to be out there, um, that you're actually hoping for the offense to stall out on third down and, and not get a first down or not score a touchdown. Like you want to be out on the field because you want to show off. You want to say, everybody watch me. And that's, that's the mentality you have to have as a kicker in probably that for many, many positions uh, or as an athlete in general, um, you want to have that, that mentality of, I want someone to watch me do what I've been practicing all week and all, all season. And the more you're confident in what you're going to do, the better you're going to be at it. And the less confident you are, the, the less chance of su success you're going to have. Hey, we got a question from uh, David Crook, who's a special teams coach at, uh, in Manchester, England. Uh, oh, wow. He says, what kick have you made during a game where you had the most satisfaction, game situation? <laughs> Where you really like that's the one I always remember. The you know you yeah. want that one to be your highlight film. Oh man, there was one that it doesn't get shown enough. Um, we were in Philadelphia. I want to say it was two thousand five or six, and it was I mean a crazy windy day. It, it, the wind was probably blowing like forty miles an hour, and it was a straight crosswind. You know, I actually watched. Philadelphia's punter and warmups go to punt one, drop it, and the ball moved out of his hand. He swung and missed and fell on his ass. Like, I mean, extremely hard day to kick or punt to snap. If you did anything well that day passing the ball, then you were going to win. But I had a 40 yard field goal on the right hash with a right to left wind blowing 40 miles an hour. And typically, as a kicker, if if you're aiming outside the uprights ever inside of 40 yards, that's a bad idea. Cause I mean, if, if you're going to kick it straight, it should stay there. It should stay inside the uprights. But I remember aiming this thing like 15 feet outside right of the uprights. And as soon as I hit it, I like the feel from my foot was all right, it's going in and I didn't even need to look up. But as soon as I look up, I see it just hooking straight in the middle. And I celebrated like it was a, 70 yard field goal to win the game because it was that difficult of a field goal. It's just weird how like little field goals like that will stick in your brain and give you confidence for the next one. Hey, as a Jags, as a Jags guy and a, and a guy that, you know, you, when, when we talk, you always can consider yourself a Jaguar, right? And when you go up on the, on the 
wall of fame and all that, you'll be, you'll go up as a Jaguar. Yeah. Um, what do you feel for the organization? Where do you think they're headed with the new, with the new hirings and all that's going on down there? Well, hopefully it's a lot better than it has been. Um, I mean, we, we've been through a lot of coaching changes and I, I actually, I shouldn't even say that we haven't been through enough coaching changes and, and management changes. They've, you know, Shad Khan, our owner has, has tried to stick with the guys for maybe a little bit too long. And finally we've gotten to the point where we have a new head coach and urban Meyer and a new GM and like basically a new uh, coaching staff. And with the fact that we have the number one overall pick and it's, you know, hundred percent going to be Trevor Lawrence, unless some anomaly happens, and we have a lot of draft stock, a lot of picks uh, in the first three rounds. Uh, I mean, the future is looking good, but, you know, you, you can't predict anything in the NFL. You never know how the first pick is going to go. You never know how he's going to turn out. And as they say, you're going to be bad until you aren't bad. And the Jaguars have been bad for a long time. And I was a part of a lot of those bad seasons uh but i'll forever be a jaguar and forever be a fan of the team and it doesn't matter who the coaching staff is the management is i'm going to be a fan and support them and um you know do my best to to be now this raw raw cheerleader fan well i'll tell you what in the future if they can draft as well as taking a skinny fifth rounder out of louisiana <laughs> tech that would go on and set all kinds of records. I think they're all heading in the right direction. Scopes, it's awesome to catch up with you. Uh, by the way, uh, Big Shows wants to he wants to say thanks, Scopes. Great chat and good luck the second time around. And he's got his fingers crossed on your second vasectomy. So, <laughs> I, yeah, my wife good blames luck, me. Buddy. Yeah, she she says that was my fault. It was like karma uh, with that happening and and it not working out. So hopefully. Uh, Fingers crossed and uh, the, the vasectomy crossed too. So we'll see. <laughs> hey, did you hit 18 or 36 today? Uh, just nine holes today. I had a golf lesson. So, yeah. But, uh, hey, I'll show you this one thing from my senior year here. You'll love it. You'll love it. All uh, right. That was show me. Yeah. Hey, look at that. That's yeah. awesome, man. That was, that, that, was, awesome. that was all you. And, hey, thank you. Thank you for being uh, – my favorite special teams coach of the, I had four, four in four years in college. And you were my favorite because you let me let be, be me, which is uh pretty cool. Well, that's the, that's the best thing for you to be is you. And uh, I appreciate you, man. I, you always, you always one of my favorites and I love you and take care. And thank you for doing this for our fans. All right, coach. I appreciate it. All right. Take care, brother. Thank you. That's Josh Scobie, kicker for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He uh, want to be one of the greats uh, to ever kick the ball in the NFL. Like I said, 20 straight, 20 straight field goals in the National Football League. Hit over 90% of his field goals in a season more than one time. Really, really a, a talented and really a great competitor uh, as a young player.